Sunday for back. The madness has begun. We are rolling right along in March. Uh, Chattanooga just beat Furman at the buzzer, I believe. SoCon Conference. Lenardi has him as a 13 seed. Uh, we are less than a week until Selection Sunday. A little WCC semifinal action here in the backdrop for as long as we could stomach it. Gonzaga's up big over San Francisco. It's getting good. It's getting good. Oh, yeah, it was a really a great first ticket punch to the tournament. Uh, Chattanooga buzzer beater in overtime. By the way. Was that the first one? Uh, I don't know. First one I watched. So, yeah, first uh, one. First one that matters. Um, Furman's like a, Furman's one of those favorites come tournament time. Chattanooga's right in that same mix, obviously, same conference. Do you know what either of these teams' nicknames is? Uh, is one of them Spiders? No. Chattanooga. Oh, who are they the in the tournament, too. Who are the Richmond. Spiders? Richmond's the Spiders. Richmond, I think Richmond over either one of these teams as far as uh, underdog story come March. I don't know why. Yeah, A-10, bigger conference. Oh, well, that's why. Yeah, so Um, the Southern Conference, weak conference name. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not an inspiring conference name. Uh, By the way, that was a a three with two guys on them and trailing. It wasn't like tie game and overtime. They were down. No safety net. They're down one, no timeout, four seconds left. Two guys on him, he drained it. See this guy's name? No, no. <laughs> not, not quite. I'm not there in learning names yet for uh, March here. I had it up. I must have clicked on it. It was just like Jean Baptiste. Oh. Something religious ish. Okay. Yeah. Well, that fits in. Well, not with Chattanooga. Chattanooga's nicknames are the Mox, M O C S. I have no idea what that is. M O C S. Yeah, the mocks. No mocks. idea. A very easily easy name to make fun of. Mock suckers, mock head, you know, that kind of shit. Very childish. Yeah. Mocking um, balls. Right. There you go. Much better. Um, Furman, the Furman Paladins. Oh, man. You know what a pa- you know what the Paladins are? Paladins. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the, the spelling bee, ESPN. No, don't. I, can, I can't spell Paladins. Better, shot, better, shot, better shot of you spelling it than ever having any idea what, a, what the Paladins are. I don't know where either – it's Chattanooga, Tennessee, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. I don't know where either of these teams are from. <laughs> <laughs> Furman, I can't tell you. Furman looks like it's South Carolina. You never know. There might be a Chattanooga in uh, Utah or some shit. That's true. Very true. Um, no, uh, the Paladins are 12 fictional knights. And I stopped reading there. I figured it wasn't worth knowing the rest. Something with Charlemagne was involved. I want nothing, I want nothing to do any further with Furman. Furman, I'm sorry if I ever penciled Furman in on a, getting to the round of 32. Private Liberal Arts University in Greenville, South Carolina. Sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. 12, <laughs> 12 fictional night. That's a little no. odd. No, no. Well, it's like, uh, what do we have? The Holy Cross Crusaders? It's kind of the same thing. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Holy Cross. Um, 
But yeah, two Nick, two names you would never. I mean, if they gave you a million guesses, you would not come up with Mox or Paladin. I didn't say no. a million. I'm not a million is not exaggerating either. You could say ten million. I, I would I would be guessing like objects around my house before I guessed either of those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You'd be, you'd be diving into like the anatomy, so you become close to Mock at some point. Yeah, at some point, maybe by accident. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So yeah, start. it's a great it's good a great start. time of year. That's great not the first. Year, that, you know? That's not the that's not the first one. I don't know. There may have been. I don't know. I really don't know. There may have been a championship game over the weekend. That oh yeah, it probably was on Sunday. Probably was on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Usually the weekend before has a couple even lower than so uh, Southern Conference out there. Yeah, like the Ohio Valley or something. Yeah. Some small conference like that. Yeah. Uh, did you catch the funeral Saturday night in oh, yeah. Cameron Indoor? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was like a New Orleans funeral over here. Only, you know, joyful. Yeah, it's Mardi Plain. Gras. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the worst part of it all was looking every time they cut to the the alumni in the crowd and it's fucking Jason Williams was there and Shane Battier was there and Alton Brand was mm-hmm. there every time just really stomach churning stuff but beautiful job by North Carolina to come out there it's like a haunted house yeah absolutely fucking Jay Williams Jay Williams makes me sick I can't yeah I don't like Jay Williams he's in my top five probably hated Dude, oh man he was out there he was out there like Looking at the other players, like at some point, UNC went a little bit of run there, like late, late in the second half. And at that point, it was getting start. It was starting to look like UNC was going to run away with it. And Jay Williams, they they flashed him, and he's like throwing up the timeout sign, like looking at, like shrugging to other Duke teammates, like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's your coach out there. He's been there for fifty years, and you're going to question him on his last fucking day." You fucking stooge. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's lost him. control of the locker room. <laughs> that's why he's late. That's why he's walking away. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful job by UNC, though. Yeah, I only I only saw the first half of the game. I was I was with some people, and I thought, I was like, North Carolina, first half is a good bet. It's senior night. Mm-hmm. It's Coach K's last game. They're going to come out tight. I think mm-hmm. Carolina's going to grab a lead early. Maybe they're up at the half. I still didn't think Carolina would win the game, though. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the final score, even though I missed it. I can't believe I missed the funeral. No, it was nice. It was, it was a lot of fun. And the, just silence, tears of these young dookies that thought that, they, you know, that their tuition money paid for success in March. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. You're in for some heartbreak. You guys are done. You didn't come in at the beginning when things were good. You guys are here at the end when shit is falling apart. Yeah, I don't really like the college kid crying because, A, it's not, it's not his last game, first of all. I mean, they do have a chance to win it all. They have the ACC tournament, yep. obviously the big tournament. Yep. And, B, I mean, how old are you? You're 18. You're not some lifelong Duke. You just, I'm a bigger Duke fan than you assholes. Like, <laughs> what do you know about Duke? You're crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's what, could you poss- what, what could you possibly know about Duke? Entitled pricks, and she felt like an entitled prick, the one crying. 
Eh. That's, the, that's the, you know, college kids make the sport great, but college kids are also goofballs. <laughs> they are. They, they like, they're like the best and worst thing about the sport. They're a little goofy. Sure, yeah, that comes to the territory. You gotta, you know, you paint yourself up and you go to the game. I mean, look at these idiots in Gonzaga jumping around. <laughs> yeah, bouncing around. Yeah, you know, just as they're, you know, up by triple figures over USF. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Who is, um, of all the Dukes, you said Jay Williams is on your top five most hated. Who, who's your favorite Duke player? This is after, let's say, after Danny Ferry, like that that era. Uh, my favorite. I'm not sure Duke. there's anybody before Danny Ferry that would like take you over, but just keep it as re- as recent as that. Man, I, it's real hard. I don't like many of them. I don't. I don't know if I like any. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't have to like them, but is there one that? If like okay, so if like Jelly was your top five most hated, like who's your least hated Duke player? Least hated. That's a better way yeah. to put it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh I don't mind Ellen Brand. Yeah, Ellen, New York kid, Peekskill, New York. Um one and done, like one of the first one and done guys at Duke. If the yep. if not the first. So he's not really a Duke guy. Yeah, one year. Did he even did they win a no, they didn't win a championship with Ellen. They lost to UConn, right? Uh, yeah, that was 99. It was Brands. Right. Well, he may have been two years. Was he two or one or two? If, yeah, if, had, if he was two, he's still, he's still one of the, like, the first ones to leave early from Duke. Yeah, he may have been 98, 99. He, he was definitely on the 99 team, though. Okay. That was – yeah, I think that was his freshman year, actually. I mean, if we're going about Duke East, who played the least amount of games for Duke, we go Kyrie. He played, like, four games. <laughs> That's his M.O., man. <laughs> <laughs> he was done. Broken hand or some shit. I forget what happened. Man, I love. I, I mean, I loved Kyrie yesterday though. Watching them, watching the Celtics. I, I think I mentioned this during baseball season when the Astros came to town, and like just you're down on the Yanks. You're just like fed up with the team. But then a team that you hate, like you legitimately hate, comes into town. That just, oh. just gives you some juice. And that was yesterday, man. Like. I loved Kyrie. Every time they were booing him, I'm like, these fucking scumbags booing him? I'm like, well, fucking get the fuck over yourselves. Pieces of shit in Boston. Not, nah, not big Kyrie fans. No, no. Of course, like six months ago, I'm like, yeah, I understand. I know exactly what they mean. But now it's like you're out in the court. Like, I just want to fucking bash their heads in. Oh, yeah. All's fair. Everything changes between the white lines. Yeah. I think I think my favorite Duke or uh, my least hated Duke player is probably now. I like Elton. I, like, I do like Elton, and that's a good call because I, I think he actually played against my high school before I got there, mm-hmm. which is you know just kind of cool. Um, but outside of that, I think I think Leitner is my least hated at this point. I think it's because everybody else fucking hates him, and he was a dick when he was there. Um, and I don't know if anybody else had like the had the edge that Leitner had at Duke. Like, every, I feel like everybody after him was, like, clean cut, like, kind of fell in line. Leitner was out there throwing elbows, stepping on guys' chests. Like yeah, I didn't even really count that generation because I kind of popped. I didn't start watching college basketball until right after Leitner. So, I would have I mean, I said Grant Hill because, like, but everyone yeah, kind of likes yeah. Grant Hill. Yeah, Hill kind of transcends – like, like if I made a top five hated Duke guys, Leitner would not be on it because I kind of yeah. missed. 
him. Like, I have to hate you in the moment. I can't yeah. just go back and watch. Also tough at that age. Like, I was like 10 when they were big. I was just kind of like, you have no reason to hate Duke at that point. Right? Like they weren't he, quite Duke yet. They were trying to become Duke. Well, but but they were still. If you, like if you go back and kind of watch some of like the documentaries and stuff, if you see like the Fab Five documentary, like Duke was still like the clean cut, like white, oh yeah, preppy white bitch, prep, yeah. yeah. So like them against like the Fab Five is definitely like a clash of uh, what do you call it? Of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Backgrounds clash of. Uh, yeah classes and i don't know that's not classes not yeah backgrounds better but you know what i mean it was just yeah definitely two different worlds um and uh so there's i definitely like if you were like high school at that point i think you probably find a reason to either love them because you like them or because you're like a, a michigan fan you'd probably hate them because they're all preppy dorks um i i actually think if you grew up like let's say you just grew up where we grew up in the northeast yeah. I think rooting for Duke is a bigger sin than like the Cowboys or any other team like that. I think it's, it's the biggest sin. Bigger than Duke. There's nothing worse. I don't know. Root for the Cowboys. But the thing is, there's no. At least the Cowboys is like a generational thing that was probably handed down to you yeah. from like, you know, your parents <laughs> or something. That's true. Yeah. Root for Duke, it's straight up um, just front running, just bandwagon fanning it. It's the worst, and it never – the bandwagon, I mean, it never loses anybody because they're always good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. But the only thing with that is there's, there's no, like – unless you're from New York City or something, there's no real dominant, like, UConn up this way. But if you grew up where I grew up, there's no dominant college basketball team. Like, I'm not rooting for Marist. Because I grew up in Poughkeepsie. No, you need a real team if you're going to latch on to it. But there's not, but there's not, but there's not a lot of those real. Teams. What about St. John's? I, one of your buddies that you grew up with, I'm pretty sure, is a St. John's fan. Yeah, I mean St. John's. Uh, wait, who? Who's a St. John's fan? Sparrow kind of roots for St. John's, doesn't he? Uh, he yeah, he kind of just sticks with like New York teams, though. So I, I guess guys loyal. Yeah, no, he sticks with the yeah. I I see that. No, but I, I, it does. It is different. I think if you grew up in New York, I guess probably pro basketball is a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. Connecticut is different. Like, we don't but have it's a pro also, team. Like, but you know what? Like for us, like it was like there's always kids like Brand, like um, like uh, Ben Gordon. Like he 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 was from like, he's from New York. Like you kind Mount of Vernon, right? From Mount Vernon. Like you kind of you kind of latched onto to the players and followed them um, to wherever they went and kind of I don't know. I guess even like it goes like to Marbury and like Sebastian Telfair and, and guys like that. Just right, Sebastian Telfair is a New York guy, right? Telfair is yeah, Rutgers Park. Um, what's it called? Oh, Smush right? Parker. Smush Parker was a big one with the Fordham. That's like that's Smush Parker. Park. Yep, it's so, like, a big you, one. You, you kind of latch on to those guys. I don't know where Smush was from, but I know he went to Fordham. Played for the Lakers, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think Kobe hated him. <laughs> Did I think Col- I think Col- I think there's some famous Kobe thing cursing like being pissed he had to play with a guy like Smush Parker. Yeah. Is there uh do you have a number one hated Duke guy? I mean it's probably Reddick. I don't like hate Reddick. Yeah. Um that was the peak of my Duke hatred was I know, you know, you know what? You know who I actually don't I hate more than Reddick is Wojciechowski. 
I hate, oh, I, I hate, Steve Wojciechowski? Yeah, I hate that guy. Because he also coached uh, Marquette. I think yeah, like, he's somewhere else. Part of it. Where did he go? Ah, what school did Steve Wojciechowski go to? Let me see. Oh, maybe nowhere. I could have swore I saw him coaching somewhere this year. Maybe he's like an assistant somewhere. Is he an assistant on Duke, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he was at some point. And I think I thought it was before Marquette, but I don't know. Yeah, it just his Wikipedia page says he was fired, so we'll go with that. Maybe he's nowhere right now. Um, yeah, so Smush was from Queens. And uh I guess when Kobe was interviewed, he said he shouldn't have been in the NBA, but we are too cheap to pay for a point guard. We let him walk on. <laughs> wow, that's a rough one. Kobe was not a fan. Wait, so you couldn't find the Steve Wojciechowski thing? No, he's he got fired. I don't think he's anywhere right now. Oh, good. I think last year was his last year. That was it. Never won a yeah. tournament game with Marquette. That's that's I a wrap. We'll see fucking, if Shaka could do better. I fucking hated that guy. Like he made it popular for kids to slap the floor. Like when they're getting that back was him. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was him that started it, but I remember seeing it after I saw him do it. <laughs> Coach K's yeah. done that a few times, just slapping the floor. No, this is like, you know, the other point guard's bringing the ball up, and what you have yeah. to be, like, the other side of the half court, and he was kind of, like, maybe clapping them, like, just bend real low and slap the floor. Like, come on. Like, you're not that good. It's a little much for Steve Wojciechowski to be doing that. Yeah, I didn't like it. He's, he, I think I hate him maybe more than anybody. Yeah, I don't remember him as much. He was like mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say he was like ninety six, maybe ninety seven, around there. Oh, okay, I'm not sure. Because my my peak hatred of Duke is like late. Really, really, the peak came after ninety nine. Like even though UConn beat them, mm-hmm. the peak came like two thousand one to two thousand like eight. That decade, we'll say. Okay. That's when Reddick is yep. there. Yeah. Uh, Chris Duhon. Oh, Greg Paulus. He's probably top five hated Dookie. Oh. Greg Paulus is the worst. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like Jay Will. Like Disgusting. all my hated Duke guys would probably be in that decade. There's probably a couple I'm missing. Like Chris Duhon's probably not even the top five. I can probably find worse ones. Oh, any of the Plumleys. Yes. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, easy I, mean, we could, I could just go back and look at like old dude rosters and just find you said guys enough, I forgot existed you said enough gross names already what do you think <laughs> yeah. about Trajan Langdon Langdon he was on the 99 team he dribbled the yeah. ball off his leg to end the game oh yeah that's right good call yeah <laughs> yeah he was uh, he was supposed to be really good Trajan Langdon wasn't he he could shoot he was an upperclassman on that team, I think, actually. Yeah, the Alaska. He just sounded like he should be good. I don't think he actually was that good. I remember he could, he could, he could get he could get hot. I know that's all I remember. And I also remember that uh, a kid I knew in high school got catfished by somebody pretending to be Trajan Langdon. What was he like? Just talking to him? Yeah, like on AOL Messenger or something. Not even Messenger, but like AOL chat rooms. Like he met him. Like Trajan Langdon's got nothing better to do. Chatting you up? Not me. I, I was like, there's no way it's fucking Trajan Langdon. 
Sheldon Williams, that's another, that's another one. Never liked him. Mm. Luol Dang was a one-and-done Duke guy. He, was, he wasn't a like guy you hated. Like, see, the one-and-done yeah. Duke guys. Yeah, just use not him, as Coach bad. K. Just use him. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's very admirable. Oh, I like Cherokee Parks. I did like Cherokee Parks. He was there <sighs> like, like after – after the the repeat, like Cherokee Parks was the best player on the team. Like the, he's the only like leftover guy from Leitner, Hurley, Grant Hill. Yeah, and like Coach K just like took a leave of absence. <laughs> I forget what happened. He got sick or something, and he just, he just, he just took a year off. And oh yeah, he faked something, some sort of injury. And, Par- and Parks was there. Like it was just it was just him. He's he's the guy in uh in Coach K's college basketball. Like the game with Coach K's name. On it for oh, yeah, that's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game. But Duke's team is not a Duke team. Like of all the, of all the teams to have from Duke, it's like the, it's not a contender. And it's got no names, right? They don't give any names because yeah. it's college kids. Number forty-four, and he's got the he's got the goggles and everything, and, he, and it's, <laughs> that's their best player. I'm not even sure who else was on the team. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll give you an underrated Duke guy that you probably forgot existed, but you probably hate him. Okay, Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, not a Dunleavy <laughs> fan at all. Yeah, he looks too much like a Duke. It's like Westworld. They just built him. What year Duke was, was he there? In um, let's see, what year was it? Was he there in two thousand and three, two thousand and four? Like around there? He was on the o one o two team. He was probably on the o one team that won it all. Yeah, and then the o two team came back and they they lost. Uh, it was a Sweet 16 game. Jay Williams missed a big free throw that would have sent it to overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dunleavy was on that team. That was probably his last year because then he went pretty high okay. in the draft. It seems ridiculous looking back. Was Duke, Duke bounced Seton Hall uh, the, the one year they made the tournament when I was there in the second round. I was trying to think who was on that team. So oh, oh you want to go like 05? That's probably Reddick. Yeah. Yeah, 05 sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, it was 05. Daniel Ewing is a oh, senior. Reddick's yeah. a junior. Sheldon Williams. Yeah. Shavlik Randolph. Jesus. Gross. Not a very oh. deep Duke team. Wow. I don't know how many listeners do you think we've made throw up already? This is just a trip down memory lane. That's all. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we can get your blood boiling. <laughs> yeah well looking forward to watching coach k walk off the court and shame forever in a week or so oh, i can't wait i it's, i wonder what team it's gonna be that's i'm gonna be so mad if they win no they can't win at all i don't think so either but it's like it's one of those things the longer the tournament goes on if they keep winning you're gonna start getting a knot in your stomach yeah you don't want to see him go out on top no. You don't want to see him. You don't want him to see that second weekend. I want. To, I want him to go out like Brady. It's in shame. <laughs> Brady at least put up a fight though. Like I want yeah, him to just true. get obliterated. <laughs> by second the way, round. By the way, what the fuck is going on with Brady? I don't want to get into it. But like all of a sudden, they're talking about like trading him. Like they won't trade him. Is he and. They're they're still he retired right, but people are questioning. He's trying to do like a farm. He's trying to do a farm. I think it's all speculation at this point. I, I don't really. Yeah. 
No, yeah, it's just why we just we just did this. Like, come on, let's not. Yeah, the rumors of him wanting to go to San Fran. Yeah, let me let's let me just wait until they do something. I want to hear all the rumors and shit. He just fucking says he's gonna retire. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. They get they get my blood boiling. It is basketball season. This is like the peak basketball season right here. And did you catch any of the Lakers Showtime? Show I watched uh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, really, really good. Very like <laughs> a little over the top, but very good though. Very entertaining. Yeah, I mean it's a comedy first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. although the first scene opens up with like magic getting AIDS, but after that, it was basically a but comedy. A very, but a very, very funny way to get AIDS though. <laughs> it really did it. Yeah. Uh, no, I liked it. The Jerry West is a prick, apparently. Yeah, that that character way over the top. The Jerry West thing way over the top. Kareem, the Kareem was on for like two minutes. Very little over the top. Like, I don't, well, like Kareem I, was I, a little. Kareem was a little standoffish, right? Oh yeah, known to be very surly. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, they just went heavy on that for the two minutes he was there. Same thing with West. I want because the thing with West is so. I don't know. There's not really a spoiler, but I guess West was against magic. They always kind of keep it very toned down for him who hasn't seen it yet. But uh, so I guess West was against magic. He wanted Sidney Moncrief, which would obviously been a mistake. And the, like West is known as like this genius basketball mind now, right? Don't people just don't, don't people just think West is brilliant? I think so. Yeah. I mean, and people consider him like Mr. Laker, but I'm pretty sure he he ends up resigning as coach and goes away for a little bit. I don't know when he – guys like that basically have a job for life with the organization, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he goes away for a little Because obviously eventually Riley is the coach, and they uh, Paul Westhead is the coach before Riley. So, Well, yeah, the first championship they, – they win a championship, Magic's rookie year. And it's right, and it's yeah. – right, yeah. yeah. So I don't know exactly how it goes down. Yeah, I mean, I'm not treating the show like it's a uh, historical biopic. No, no. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, there are little things I, I learned from the uh, from the pilot. Like, I didn't even realize Buss bought the team the same year yeah, it's, they drafted Magic. I had no idea. Yeah, and how, and how and if any kind of maneuvering went down that was like he had to do was yeah. amazing. I just amazing way to bullshit your way into like this $33 million deal. <laughs> right. Exactly. And um, I'm trying to think what else, like little things. Well, I didn't realize Jerry West was the coach in the seventies. I, I never knew Jerry West coached the Lakers. I had no idea. Yeah. That was, that was not something that I really either knew or remembered, but yeah. And West being against the magic pick, I had never known about either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it was, uh, it should be good. It's a fun, fun little hour television. Yeah. Um, is it going to be multi-seasons? I don't think so. Just a little like mini series. Uh, my, my guess is that it ends with the AIDS thing. That's where it starts is where it'll end. Unless they're going to, unless, I mean, if you only get to like, I don't know, like one of the, something. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to do the magic uh, return in the mid-90s. You probably don't have to do that. I think the book is just like the Showtime era. 
the, the right, book. right. The book. The, yeah, so it's like going to be the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. Um, all right, so there's two crazy stories that I want to get into. Okay. One is the Calvin Ridley story. And the, other, right, okay. the other is the Brittany Griner story. Got it. I think, we should, I think we'll start with Ridley. That's okay, great. perfect. Ridley came out today and said he's not a, a – he gambled on games when he was taking his leave of absence this year. Um, bet in like – he bet 1,500 on some parlays or something. I don't know like every, I don't know all the details about his bets, but he bet like a three, four – I know one specific. Well, I know he bet on the Falcons at some point. Right. To win. Which should – which, Yes. And then he came out and said that he doesn't have a gambling problem, but we all know the first sign of a gambling problem is betting on the Falcons. So, right. It's, hey, all the earmarks are there, pal. Um, right. It's good, it's good that you nip this habit in the bud right now. What's the specific bet that you know about? The Falcons one. Oh, okay. I thought it was just – I thought it was I mean, just, It's, I, it's I, a running joke on Twitter right now. I mean, who oh. bets? Yeah, that's <laughs> – right. Yeah, always a mistake. We all we've all made that bet before. We've all regretted it. Yes, Maybe. he had to learn the hard way. He had to yeah, learn the hard way. Not really, to the Falcons. Really hard way because now he's out ten million dollars salary for next year. None of us made that big a mistake. No, no. Um, so I don't know. How did he get caught? Do we know exactly how he got caught? Did it from his fucking phone. Did it from his own phone. Isn't there some sort of privacy fucking law that the fuck? I mean, it's your name. It's your social. It's attached to your bank account. I mean, all it takes is a little digging and well, you're it's, pinched. It's interesting because before this happened, this broke like this afternoon. This morning, I saw a story where where New Jersey, the New Jersey Betting Commission, Gambling Commission, is suing DraftKings um, for allowing proxy betting, which is basically do it in Florida, where DraftKings is DraftKings gambling is not legal. Um, yeah. Was using a guy in New Jersey to place bets for him on his on his account, um, on DraftKings. So but the Florida guy is calling up and putting his bets through a guy who has an account in New Jersey. Well, no, it's the guy's account. It's the Florida guy's account, and the guy in New Jersey is making the bets on that account for him. And the way that they found, oh. and they're obviously look. I could call you and say, place a bet for me and just reimburse you, you know, through. I think that would be the way to get around it. I don't think anybody would have any red flags about it. If you place a bet for me on DraftKings for mm-hmm. 100 bucks and I sent you 100 bucks on Venmo or paid you even better, next time I saw you, I gave you 100 bucks cash or, or even better, gave you like $500 or a G. I was like, this is money I'm, I'm going to bet with, okay? Just take it out. When I place a bet with you, just take it out to reimburse yourself when, if, it, if it doesn't win, well, whatever it is. But this guy, what this guy did was he, he would go on in Florida, go on to the DraftKings app on his phone, call the guy, say, I want you know, to bet the uh, University of South Florida money line against Gonzaga tonight, put it mm-hmm. in. And then the guy in New Jersey would then log on the same account. So the, so DraftKings um, or I guess New Jersey Gambit Commission yeah, doing like, I don't know, quality control checks or doing, um, I don't know, whatever checks they do. Yeah. So that guy's account was logged into in Florida and then three minutes later logged on to in New Jersey and now it's a red flag. So, 
So he could log on to the account in Florida, but he couldn't place the bet. Right. Yeah, you could log on. You can check out the lines, you know, whatever, but you can't get bet. Yeah, I don't see the problem here. Like, uh... It's illegal. The guy's in Florida. He's not supposed to place the bets. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. That, right. What's, what is the problem? Um, I guess just betting by proxy is illegal. Also with this, also with this guy, apparently he was a guest of DraftKings at the Super Bowl and was making bets from the Super Bowl, which was in Florida this year, right? No, California. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. I got to check this fucking article again. All right, so whatever. So maybe, maybe, I, just, maybe I just wrote it down wrong. Uh, all right, that's right. It was in California. And the betting is not legal in California, so I guess it does still fit. Betting okay. on – right. Um, so he was making – he was guests of DraftKings at the Super Bowl. And he was making bets via the, you know, the same way, via the proxy at the Super Bowl in full view gotcha. of DraftKings employees. So that's why they're getting sued. It's only his lawsuit of like $150,000. They voided like 21 live bets that he has right now. And that's, that's, the, that's the end of it. Uh, well, after the lawsuit. But, yeah. Two Wait, wasn't the, wasn't the Greek doing something like this? <laughs> in the 80s? No, I'm talking about your friend, the Greek. Oh, they had Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> no. Um, Didn't he have an account that he was called, like it was, it was before it was legal in New York? He worked in Jersey, and then if he was home in New York, he'd have to call his buddy to lock into his account. Oh, I thought he was just, I'm, first of all, I don't think you should be saying what you think might be a crime happening. But I thought he, well, was, I'm not, I'm I thought not he just waited until he was in New Jersey to make the bets. He had a guy – now, maybe he used, like, the guy's account and not – he didn't have uh, the guy lock into actually his account. But I don't know. I could have swore he would have to call in bets through his guy to have to log into his account. Hmm. Could be wrong. Again, It's though, all ridiculous. Again, yeah, again, I don't see the problem. It's all, it's all just, it's all based on, especially because it's just state, stupid fucking state rules and like it's imaginary just, lines. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the George Young speech from below, you know, what did I do? I just crossed some imaginary <laughs> lines with some plants. That's it. Yeah. Right. But in the even dumber, it's, I threw away $200 uh, to bet, to make a stupid bet. And I, I think I, they I, waited till this guy like won a few bets to pinch him. Uh, it's pro- yeah, probably. But I mean, if you're a known gambler, it's probably another thing, right? I mean, you're, you're probably not putting down $50 bets. You're probably putting out some significant money. This guy was a guest at DraftKings. Yeah, I'm guessing he's probably yeah. putting some, yeah, putting some nice coin down. So, uh, yeah, so interesting day for the for gambling, at least gambling news. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot of hypocrisy. What are, what are you going to do? Yeah. But now the thing with Ridley, I'm glad they pinched somebody because also <laughs> the one thing I did see on Twitter was how Ridley gets suspended for a full season and then, you know, like the domestic abuse cases. Guys yeah. The games. Ray Rice got like two games. Greg Hardy smashing yeah, Greg, his fucking girlfriend's head into a toilet seat. Yeah, Greg Hardy, not a good guy. Yeah. Um yeah, the league's got some work to do as far as that goes. 
But I'm glad they caught somebody and they pinched them early and it, it was severe. This is how they had it. This was how they should treat everybody with those offenses. You know, you've been hard early and often. And then uh, is is know, there the a is there a rule in place like baseball when they got robes? There was a rule hanging in every dugout, every locker room. Like first offense, you're banned. Betting is banned. Like I don't know if football even has that. Well, I'm sure there's a rule. I don't know if it's as pronounced. I'm, I don't know if it's you know right there for everybody to see. But I mean, right. this is a, this is a brand new thing, you know. Um, as well, maybe now you will see it. And also, baseball. Um, yeah. base, baseball had like the Black Sox scandal stain. I mean. That's on their. That's on baseball's soul, you know. So that's true. That's uh, they took it very seriously. That's that's. I'm sure. I'm sure their locker room didn't have the signage up. No, no, it's probably <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that they pinched somebody now because now you can kind of say, look, we're we're taking it seriously. We don't want any mistake about it. Everybody has an account. Everybody's seen with these guys. It's a little a little weird though, because if you're, are they allowed to go to like a like a casino with a sports book when they're in Vegas playing the Raiders? I don't know. I remember back in the day, uh, pretty sure Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays got in trouble for signing autographs in a casino. They like had a table set up and mm. it was something legit, and they got in trouble just for doing it in a casino. So, like, you never know what, you know, how far these sports are going to take it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no gambling at all. Like, you can't go sit at a poker table or blackjack table. Can't throw a few bucks on the dice or roulette or something. I think what it comes down to, if you really want to gamble, I don't know if this is good advice or bad advice, but if you really want to gamble as an NFL player, like, don't set up an account on your phone with all your information like there's ways it's pretty standard you're you're a perfect you're a millionaire like you have a guy you have a guy that can place bets for you fall guy. yeah yeah it was just a guy yeah but Calvin, you got a brother you got a fucking cousin a neighbor here's five g's go to the metal in sports book five grand on falcons today money line yeah like you know come on and you got to have a trusted guy that you know is not going to rip you off you obviously take care of him give him a piece of the winnings like there's a way around this if you're Ridley. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't put it on your phone. And all, I mean, just betting on your own sport is dumb too, man. That just is, that just looks so bad. Like, I wish you got – I wonder what would happen if you got caught betting on basketball. Um, I don't think it would have mattered because Rose was a notorious gambler. Like, they knew he was gambling. They just didn't know it was baseball. I think when it's your own sport, that's when – the suspicions start to raise, you know, you start questioning the guy's motives, integrity, and all that. People are posting videos right now of Calvin Ridley, like, coming up short of the first down line. And yeah, like, oh, I did see that too, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you just, you just open yourself up when they find out you're betting on your own sport. Yeah. Yeah, but it was also, also like, it's almost like first quarter, trying to avoid, like, three guys. Like, there's no, like, he's not, Nah, it's change the game, man. Come on. Yeah, I thought it was a little stiff. I know they're trying to make an example out of him, but I can't give him like a little like four games. Brady got Brady got four games. Cheated in a fucking AFC title game on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had a fall guy. 
Right. You know, got to, it, there's got to blame the pass around. There's no fall guys in Atlanta. No. They got to work on that. Arthur Smith's got to tighten that ship no, up. No fall guys, just Falcons. That's it. That's it. I love how the thing is I don't have a gambling problem, too. Like, it's not it's – not, like, nobody cares about your problem, bro. Do you throw fucking yeah, he's, games? Yeah, he, he might be a guy that doesn't get it. He might be a guy who just doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's concerned about you, man. Nobody's, yeah. nobody, nobody's sitting around being like, oh, this guy, he must really not – must not have it all together. Yeah, no one wants you to dial 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> you, you don't need to call up Craig Carton on Saturday mornings, bro. That's not the concern here. <laughs> Again, let's again though. That is like tip of the iceberg. Betting on the Falcons is really that's when you know. Like fuck, I got a problem. Right. We've all done right. it. We've all done it. We've all had a look in the mirror after a Falcons bet. <laughs> no, I avoid mirrors like a week. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. I can't look myself in the face after putting. Even if we just make the pick on the show, and I'm not putting money on, I can't look myself in the face. And $1,500 for him is like us putting a $5 parlay down. So yeah, it's, it's I, don't think, I don't think anyone thinks money. you have a problem, Calvin Ridley. You put, you know, couch change on a parlay. Like, I think yeah, I mean, it's not the, biggest, the issue here. Biggest problem is losing paychecks from next year. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yep. No hedge for that bet. No. Oof, God, no, no. He's not going to find a job. He's not going to find a job to, to pay him that much uh, for the next 12 months. 16 months or whatever it is, whenever he'll be reinstated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rough one for Calvin. Um, but yeah, very stupid rules. Just just everybody's legalized. It's, what are we waiting for? Like, it was long enough for us to do it. And now that it's here, it feels like it's never been anywhere else but here. Just fucking just get past it. Yeah. Fucking local governments, man. What are you doing? Man, but they'll use this, you know what? The people that the people that are anti it, they'll point to Calvin Ridley. But like, look, this is what happens when you legalize it. Yeah, you're never going to get the, if people are against gambling. Still, you're not going to get them on board. Well, there's just another another uh, another bullet in their in their clip, basically. Right, right, right. Um, let's see, Brittany Griner. Yes, Griner. I was, I want to see if there's anything else in the proxy betting I wanted to mention. I think that's everything. Um, the Brittany Griner situation is a I mean I I can't I can't imagine being detained in Russia, period, but during Oof. like during wartime. Uh first of all, it sucks. She had to be in Russia. I guess she she plays for a Russian team or something. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, I guess they're off-season WNBA players. They go play overseas. Huh. Um, I guess she, or she was flying to Russia to play on a team over there or something. And she got caught with hashish oil. Is that right? Did I get the right drug? Hashish oil, yeah. Bingo. First of all, just don't travel. Don't go on airplanes. Don't go on international airplanes, especially with any kind of drug, any kind of substance like that. No, I mean, I, I definitely not when you're flying through customs and all that wow. shit. I mean, I transported weed once, but it was out of California, and that was nerve-wracking enough. Man. When I went to a different country this past year in Aruba, like, I was, I was very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? 
it's just very nervous in general traveling with anything yeah out of the country i'm like I, I hope i didn't leave like weed in a fucking jean pocket or something yeah like i don't know when i when i leave the country i know i'm on i just treat it like i'm on enemy's territory like lambeau field um yep. chicago bears yep like mind my p's and q's don't give them mind any, my business and no don't, don't give them an gold, excuse no, no bulletin board material for uh, no bulletin board material. officers <laughs> nope no not at all man uh yeah it's number one but also stupid another stupid rule though i just fucking little oil come on man what are you doing um <sighs> i wonder how she got pinched because I'm pretty sure, well, I shouldn't, I mean, Russia's probably different, but like in America, they're just kind of looking for, those dogs that are in the airports are looking for bombs. Right, yeah. They're not even yeah. really sniffing out drugs. I think, but if they see drugs blatantly out in the open, then they got to do something. So I wonder if she was stupid about it or if it was, you know, they were really digging. Who knows? The rules, maybe, rules I'm sure are different in Russia. Yeah. I mean, she's like she's like a seven foot black woman with tattoos all over. They're gonna be looking just just cause just to fuck with her. Yeah, like I, because like yeah, they're just looking. And she's American at this point. It's you know another point. That's a huge point. That's probably the biggest point against for her over there. Is she now? Did this happen weeks ago? Uh, they don't even know. Like it, the the story broke. They don't know the exact date. The story broke like a few days ago, but I think everybody thought it was like recent, but it was just right now it just says February 2022 she was detained. There's no, they, they don't know if it was weeks ago or just now or, or what, or like just a couple of days ago or what, like end of the month or mid month or beginning of the month. Nobody knows now. So yeah, they have her and she faces five to 10 years in prison. A fucking Russian prison. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she was on the hashish oil to kind of mellow out. She had that domestic dispute a few years back. She beat the shit out of her girlfriend. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's I'm sure there's some good in it. I'm sure of it. It's basically medicine they took away from her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cra it's crazy. It is crazy. What do you do? What do you do personally? I know I don't go to Russia. Well, let's say, well, yeah, that's the easy one. But let's say you're going to Russia for some reason. You have work okay. over there, okay, like she did. You had work over there. Mm -hmm. um, whether you have the oil in there or not, they plant it on you, whatever. What are you, do what are you doing, man? Are you hanging yourself? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, maybe. I might. It's really, it's a hopeless situation. You don't speak the language. You don't have, you don't have any idea what they're fucking saying. It's cold as fuck. Yeah, they're not. You're not getting a heated room. That's for sure. No. Um, sleeping on like a fucking cot. Yeah, cot community with toilet. Russian gangsters all around you. Fucking KGB. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no. It's a legal system. You have no idea what the legal system is. Like you over here, you know the legal system is. You know you're fucked. They want you to be fucked anyway. But uh, over there, you don't know. I'm. You're just. You, Assuming you're fucked, no matter what, but you have no idea, like even what rights you have. If you have, if you have any rights, you have no idea, like what the next steps are. Like you, you, you need to, like you need somebody in America to like go to bat for you, basically. Go on this like twenty-hour flight, or whatever it is, just to fucking maybe 
see somebody with a familiar face and maybe get you out of there or, or maybe just say, all right, good luck. We'll see you in three years. Yeah. What do you think, do you think the food in a Russian jail is like it? Terrible. Ugh. There's, we talk about, Slop. We talked about Russian cuisine before. and that's, This is not Russian cuisine. Slop. Well, if, if I know anything about Americans, I'm sure they'll do a nice hashtag for her because that's the way to solve everything. Mm, we listen. We I stand with Brittany. Yes. Hit submit, and then you did your good deed for the day. She rots in the cell for the next five years. I'll smoke my hash oil in honor of Brittany Griner. Me too. I actually saw someone uh, walking on the street the other day. Uh, it was kind of near the ho- Yale New Haven Hospital. Yeah, and they had a uh, they had a sign that said "I stand with Ukraine." I don't know where they were Thank coming God. from or where they were going, but. Thank God for that guy. Not all heroes wear capes, you know? No, T-shirts all it takes sometimes. <laughs> I saw Jim Norton did a, just a bit about that, about the, you know, I stand with Ukraine mm-hmm. thing. He's like, you know, they are accepting people over there to like, <laughs> help them fight. Like, it turns out there's a big difference between I stand with Ukraine and I stand in Ukraine. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where that person, if it was a rally or what. A rally. But thank God for that. No, we don't solve anything. We don't we don't solve any problems with rallies or protests. They're not gonna fucking solve the Ukraine Russian conflict. No. No. Jesus. I went to uh my first gay bar Saturday night. Okay. Which one? Uh Partners in New Haven. <laughs> You've been there? I think it's the one I've been to, yeah. Is that uh it's like a divey type place? Um, is it, it's go, on the no, you down, no. You had to go downstairs to get in there. No, that's a different one. They they were actually the, the people I met up with were at that one beforehand. Okay, that's the divey one. That one's more, uh, for lack of a better term, like kind of straightish. Yeah, you, you don't know. Rainbows everywhere, but yeah, it is disguised, a little disguised. Right now, the one I was at, full fledged. My wife the, went out to dinner. Go ahead. Is it a club? It's it's half and half. Okay. All right. I was by the bar. Yes. There's a second floor with like a dance floor and all that. I stayed on the first floor. I think I was in partners. I think I was in partners also. Yeah. Uh but that was for a cousin's birthday party. And I did like he's gay. So I was like, yeah. He was very straight, yes. Uh <laughs> now uh she was there's a Mexican place right next to this bar and the, the okay. owner of the gay bar also owns the Mexican bar. So my wife went out to dinner. Friend of hers from Miami was up. Who's gay. Uh, her best friend's brother, right? Maid of honor at our wedding. So they go out to dinner, big crew. I had already had plans to go somewhere else, watch, watch a little bit of the coach K game. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll meet up with you afterwards. I'll pick you up. It's not a great part of New Haven. I don't want you walking to your car. I'll come. I'll come down there and meet you. So, the first, my first thought, like before I walked into this place, was, what if I don't find them right away? It's like I don't want to be shuffling around. It's like fine. I got to find the bar as quick as possible and post up. You're gonna stand. You're gonna stick out like a sore thumb, though. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> They're, they're Luckily, gonna, they're gonna know. 
Yeah, but it's still, still. I don't know what I'm expecting. I don't know what I'm walking into, though. <laughs> you think you're a magnet? No, I'm not. I'm not even talking about it like that, like unwanted attention. I just don't know what kind of a show I'm walking into. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And yep. it was like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Okay. Yep. All right. Wasn't wasn't happy hour. Well, <laughs> it just never stops. Yeah, Pepsi, never yeah. stops there. Uh. So yeah, I I just I I. And then the first thing, of course, like first thing I had to do when I got there, because I had been drinking, was use the bathroom. So I had to do that. Yeah, luckily, yeah. luckily, I went to the uh, one that was not occupied nicely. Um, like I said, there was a second floor. My wife said when they got there initially, a couple hours before I'd gotten there, uh, so there's a dance floor, and there was – an 80-year-old guy who had set up a chair, front row seat, just sitting there with a glass of wine, front row seat on the dance floor. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I think I'll stay down there. <laughs> if he's already been up there a couple hours, who knows what's going on right now. I was like, I will stand right here. That's that, that's a that's a culturally that that's what I was trying to think of before culturally different between Michigan and Duke, just yeah. cultural differences right there. Uh, are you like straight bar? You, you would never post up and just watch the dance floor like that. No, you you'd get yeah no you'd get uh, reprimanded by a bouncer or something. If you're oh. an eighty year old guy, oh yeah, posting up to watch young girls dance, yeah, there'd oh. be there'd be an issue, problems, yeah. There would be problems. Uh, yeah, so I got to meet. Got to I thought, meet. Thought you could say you got pulled up a seat next to him. Ask him how his <laughs> night was going. Got a little mile back. What are you drinking there, pal? <laughs> the house red. Uh, yeah, just a drinking a drinking wine at a club. Very weird too. <laughs> no, I ordered the first thing I did was order a Budweiser. I was like, no time to fuck around here. You can't be fucking around with any colorful drinks. You know what I mean, I got to set the tone. It'd be Budweiser and a bottle of wild turkey. Yeah. Whatever brownie at you start like making your voice all low. <laughs> like so like the swingers brown? when he's ordering the doers. Any any brown will do. Any <laughs> with it. Easy. Easy with that too. <laughs> um could go haywire. Yeah, so at to uh was, there was a whole lot of uh colorful people in in the crew that my wife was with very proud very proud people for sure very very. but one of them i don't know if she was with the crew or not barbara streisand i was introduced to her as this was a friend of uh, (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) very popular barbara streisand (laughs) with the gays yeah yeah a lot of people that just don't use their christian names at all (laughs) i've given them up they checked them at the door with their coats Oh yeah, no. There was uh, all all the all the demographics were uh, on display in her crowd of like eight or nine people that they went to dinner with. Trans, there's a few of them. Uh, it was uh, yeah, it was an it was an experience. It was an experience. But you know what? I will say this it may sound like like a a backhanded compliment, but it's like good that they have a place to go because these people. 
they're, you know, they're getting looks if they walk into other, other establishments, whether it's yeah. right or not. That's a really po- problematic sentence you just said there. You said, good what, that these people, people have a place to go. Like, oh, man. I think that, like, that, that would be clipped. That would be clipped, and then that would be the end of my career. But th- no, but I think we could talk about it, though. I think we're very mature people. But I, think, I think what you meant to say, or what you mean when you say that, is that it's good that, that they have a place where they can be comfortable and not be worried about people fucking staring, other than the guy on the dance floor. But, you know, people, people there, like, being like, you know, this is the way of the world. People being, like, disgusted or turned off yeah. by it. And, like, right, just, just a place where they can be comfortable being themselves. I think that's what you There needs to, to be places like that. I don't, right. I don't think you meant it. Like, like, there needs to be places, like, where sports fans can go and watch sports. Like, where people can go and, you know, have it or a place where people can go have a steak. People can go and have falafel. People can go and have fucking tofu and vegetarian food. I think that's what right. you mean by it. I don't think that, I don't think you meant anything like good. <laughs> go go to your corner and we'll see it. We're, yeah. we're, we're not talking segregation here. We're talking just you know, let it fly. Be yourself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's good to see. It was good to see them be able to uh, you know let it all hang out. I give you credit for saying it though, because I tell you, it's very awkward for guys. Like us, you know, just straight white guys, like with nothing basically to lose other than saying the wrong thing to actually come out and say something, you know, about about it. So it's, I think it's a good job by you to just open the conversation. But to be honest with you, fucking right, man. Fucking LGBTQ, man. Right, Let's not, go. You're not a hero. All right, relax. You're not fucking Harvey Milk or anything. But uh, you know, I think. Hey, I'm just one guy trying to have a Budweiser or two at a gay bar. That's all. You don't need to call me a hero. No, no, you were starting to go down the hero route. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm trying to keep you level-headed. <laughs> you said, you're right. You're right. I am. <laughs> I am. Hey, I, I, I'll I, say I, this. I, can't I, get a Budweiser everywhere at a bar in New Haven. That's true. Hey, I, I guarantee you one thing. I bet the music was good. How's how's uh, Maybe not the time. Maybe wrong time of night, but I would, I would a lot of techno going on. The music point. did not stand out because I think the upstairs had the music. Uh, you know, there might be two. And I, as much see, I went. I like as much as I wanted to go upstairs for content for the show. <laughs> at that time of night, I just knew it wasn't like it wasn't for me up there. Gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't be, for it wasn't for me. There's multiple dance floors there. Uh, there might be like two like rooms for different types of music. I don't know. There's a pool table. <laughs> no, 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 I'm playing Bon Jovi by the pool table. No, no. <laughs> uh, pool table, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember the music, to be honest with you. All right. Okay, well, maybe how fuck do I know? I, I don't even think there was. I, don't, I was able to kind of, like, talk to people, so it wasn't. Okay. I yeah, don't maybe remember the, the music really maybe being the bar, prevalent. Maybe the bar area doesn't get quite as loud. I wasn't there for very long when I went. Or maybe I was, and I just blocked it out. Maybe someone put something in your drink. No, I was with my wife, man, and uh, <laughs> did not leave her side. Just peed uh, your pants. It's uh, the bathroom. <laughs> hey, it is. It's it's very. It's just not something that that people talk about. And when it, when it's talked about, it is everybody's kind of on edge, and everybody is like nobody wants to offend anybody, but everybody's very ready to be offended. Um, but we we, right. we we mean no harm. 
But no, we, I mean, we, I know, like, I know I'm going to say something stupid that comes off offensive, but it's all in love. We admit our, we admit it's not our domain and we don't understand everything and we don't get it. And we we're, we're very, we're very much in our own, very, in our own bubbles here. What is there to get, bro? Just accept them. Say you already fucked up. There's nothing to get. What did I say? Oh, I, I said, <laughs> oh, yeah. can't. Right. right. Yeah. I didn't, right. Not <laughs> I stand with Brittany. Um, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. So that's not, um, yeah. Yeah. See, it's all we're going to talk about because you just, you don't, I'm glad you're here to keep me in check. Yeah. It's, yeah it is. Listen, it is, it is what it is. Right, Bottom so, line is it's nice. It's a nice place for them to have. All right. <laughs> Again, so I'm stumbling through that sentence yeah, no, without trying not, to. Be offensive. Not a great job. Not a great job. But we'll make up for it when you when we have your birthday there in a couple months. Nice. <laughs> Eight ball corner pocket. Oh jeez. <laughs> Man, seats seats all over the dance floor for that one. Music <laughs> musical chairs. <laughs> uh, no comment. No comment there. All right. Have you heard oh. of the show Euphoria on HBO? I've heard of it. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen a minute of it though. Yeah, I watched some of it. It's gonna. I don't know if it's. I don't know if we should be worried about uh, like teenagers and social media, or if this is like every generation has something like this. What do you mean? You know, like oh, you know, they are the people older than us were probably like ah, oh, these kids with their video games and cable tv the yes. generation before that was probably like, ah, these kids with their rock and roll music yeah is that going to be like our generation being like oh man these kids with social media they're going to get fucked up yeah uh, yeah i think so it's already it's already kind of starting because people are already looking at face problematic things like with teenagers and facebook and image issues with instagram and stuff like that yeah for sure what's i, I thought euphoria is about kids doing heroin though <laughs> something a little bit lighter so the premise of the show is it's a teenagers, high school age, high, like high school, maybe a couple college in there, like affluent, 16 right? to what's that? Affluent, right? It's like, it's like private school stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's private school. I think it's just okay. a normal high school. Okay. Right. I think the main point of the show is to show how, uh, Social media is kind of just dominant, really, okay. in their lives. Yeah, and all and the kids are all. I mean, it's a show, so it has to be entertaining. Yeah. So like every, all the kid, you know, every kid's got a fucking story behind them. Yeah, that makes them a little fucked up. Yeah. Um. But I don't. Yeah, like I don't know if, like we were kind of the guinea pigs for the internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like the younger generation has learned from our mistakes or if they're just going to probably repeat them and like repeat them oh. even worse. No, they're making them. I think they're making the new mistakes now. Like our mistakes, what are our mistakes? Too much porn? I don't know. <sighs> what are our mistakes? Like, I no, nah, porn wasn't even in my top 10. Uh, no, of your mistakes, Well, no, yeah. I do think, yeah, but see, <laughs> porn though, like we didn't have iPhones. My, my first phone in high school was like a flip phone. Oh, like man. I didn't have porn on my phone until I was in my twenties. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, think about it. like, the accessibility. Think about what porn was to you when you were like 14. It wasn't just in your pocket. Gold. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, not just in your pocket, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, like, a kid has all access, you know, every access to it. I yeah. meant more like, uh, like, are like kids smart enough now not to get catfish? Are they smart enough to meet? If you're going to meet someone offline, which is going to happen, mm-hmm. are you smart enough to do it in a public place and not like a park at one in the morning? Uh, you know, don't let anyone videotape you yeah. without your consent. Yeah. Especially if it's sexual. Uh, don't, I mean, don't put anything offensive in writing in a tweet that's homophobic or racist or, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but I feel like, like we're, we're, see, we're older, so it's easy. We live through a lot of this, so it's easy for us to be like, don't do any of that shit. I saw the Trajan Langs of the world, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you've, li- you've lived a longer life. A 14-year-old, your brain is still developing. You're still a moron. Yeah. Think about you. Think about you at 14 oh, if you lived in this world. Yeah, no. Terrifying. Yeah. I, like, this show terrifies me, man. Like, I'm so <laughs> happy I'm not a teenager right now. And, like, every – I mean, it's only going to get fucking crazier. But, like, this show's like, it, it's terrifying. Like, yeah. knowing kids – because think about how often you use social media or your iPhone or the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're a grown-up. There's, like, 13-year-olds who have oh. – all the access to this shit too. Yeah. Yeah. It's too easy to meet strangers too. It's too easy to meet strangers. Every app now, every app you could Instagram, Twitter, fucking Venmo. You could just search. Like it's too, it's too easy to meet strangers. Yeah. You might be right about that. I never, I never considered that because I never met strangers, you know, like on the computer. Now, I don't know, like, the, the closest thing we did was, uh, like, when we first started, it was, like, AIM, AOL, whatever yeah. it was called, Instant Messenger. Yeah. And you were able to yeah. talk to people. You you know, people. But, you knew, yeah, you needed their screen name. Right. You needed a reason to have their information. You didn't just, like, meet strangers. You got no, and their... every once in a while, you would get, like, a random, but you just ignore it. I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess. But you just never, nobody like ever. Let's go out for you know a drink, or let's go, let's go meet at the quad, or whatever. Nothing like that. No. But I think I think to answer your question, I think they will make mistakes. I mean, this is kind of growing up, right? You're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they will be prepared for the most part. Um, for most of, or some of, some of, most of. The pitfalls, right? I think the catfishing thing, not trusting. Uh, one, I don't know. I think every, every kid's going to be different, but I think like certain things I'll be ready for. You know what I mean? Like if your whole life is online, you'll know the ins and outs and how it's used. And like we grew like I said, we grew up with it. We saw plenty of people make mistakes. To us, making mistakes with stuff that was common sense. Yeah. Like, um, like some of the things you mentioned, you know, just don't let some somebody you know film you. Just don't do that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you know, just shit like that. Um, but kids are stupid, and they will maybe make mistakes against their best judgment because they just that's what kids do. You know, I was thinking just on the fly just now. There should be 
almost like an age requirement of like people you're allowed to interact with on online. There's got to be a better way to police it. Well, you know what is? Because think about all the idiots who are like, like it's easy for us. We're not huge social media guys, so it's easy for us to be like, look at the like I'm watching this show and I'm like, oh man, these kids with the social media. But there's fucking like 50 and 60 year olds who are arguing politics on Facebook like idiots. So it's like, yeah, are they are the older people thinking this is weird too, or is it just us because we're not big into social media? No, I think it. I, here's the thing. It is fucking weird. Okay, because. Again, it's 56-year-old strangers arguing it on the internet. Um, yes. And that is fucking weird. That's not normal. I, I, there's, there's, there's a way to go back and you should only interact with the people that you know, people whose names you got, or friend of a friend. Like, there should be some connection, right? Like, I think it's, there's some positives to, like, being able to just reach out and talk to somebody that maybe you never in a million years would have met somebody in, like, England or France or fucking Chattanooga. Like anyway, yeah. there's some benefit to that some somehow, but there's much right, big more, one, yeah. but there's much more just that makes it worse and dumber and stupider. And arguing about politics with strangers over the internet is really dumb and is not normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, so let's defend ourselves there. That is, they are doing something strange. Um, fuck. I got off on that tangent and I forgot where I forgot what, the actual question was oh about like how there should be age requirements for who you can oh, there shouldn't even right. be the possibility of like a 42 year old talking to a 15 year old like right. that shouldn't even well, that shouldn't even be possible well here's here's the thing is that parents right like you wouldn't give your kid a car when he was like 12 right there's got to be some <laughs> no, level no. of maturity and these things like you said man like this has anything you would possibly want to pull up you know, porn, faces of death, fucking, uh, I don't know, just uh, strangers that want to fuck little kids. Like bum fights. Bum fights, yeah. All this shit is right here at your fingertips, and the power lies within that phone, right? So, I mean, it's not, it's really a, a, parental, a parental thing that, and as a parent myself, like, facing, like, my kid already wants a phone. I'm like, there's no way I'm giving you a phone. Like, I know... The pit bulls of it. Like, I understand. It's like, a weapon. it's like giving them a weapon. Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly. I understand the good. Like, it's music. There's entertainment. You can watch a show on it. Right. But I mean, is it really, do you really need one on yourself all the time? No, you come home, you play on the computer, you play on the Nintendo, you play on the iPad, whatever. But you don't really need one all the time. But a lot of parents, they give into the pressure that they, my friend has it, but this friend has yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, my wife's nephew got. They gave him a, a flip phone, like for emergencies. Yeah, I would do that at some point. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Because yeah. you don't need a fucking like, smartphone, man. Yes. Yeah, well, also, it's like also it's like fifteen hundred dollars. Like I'm giving like fifteen hundred dollars. Are you kidding me? I know you're yeah. paying it off and shit, but uh, it's not like you're paying it up front. But still, they're not paying fucking a grand, two grand for a fucking phone. Yeah, here, here you go. Here's a Nokia. I know. Is it like it might be an old man take, but like, should there be an age requirement for? I don't think it's a law, but I think the parents got to do a better job. But it's, that's in the fucking parents, man. You know, like when I was looking at when I was looking at fucking Pam Anderson Playboy shoots, I was on, on the home computer that I had a fucking, you know, 
dial up fucking AOL. Yeah. And get to earn that shit and go back and, and again, again, like it's a generational thing, but I still, I scrub my history. Not that my parents (laughs) would know how to like look up my history, but still you didn't want somebody accidentally, you know, when they were right. not, not to just, just find a titty, you know, that's not cool. No, nah. no. Nope. Um, so I think I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very easy to blame the parents, but yeah, it's the fucking parents. You're right. It's like a fucking give them a weapon. It seems like that. Yeah. This show, you know, this show will terrify you. Nah, just life terrifies me. <laughs> just think about all the apps that you can get on here. You're right. Venmo, I know. Fucking PayPal. That's just the money stuff and all the sex apps and meeting apps and all that kind of shit. Like GPS, like anybody, you can give anybody, you can give anybody your exact location. And now I'm not talking about hacking. Like I could send you my exact location right now just to be like, yeah, here I am. Right. And you could do that, you could do that for anybody in the fucking United States. Right <laughs> it's... now. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's no joke. It's a, I know you can fucking kind of safe proof them and stuff, but it's, it's there's only good. so much. There's only so much. Yeah. So, and you can always say, oh, well, I trust my kid. It's not, I try, I don't trust everybody else. Like, no, like, like you said, think about when you were a teenager. How stupid you are. Right. Yeah. Here's Dude, that, of- that's what scares me the most about this show is like, if I was their age now, <laughs> I'd be the dumb, I'd be the dumbest <laughs> motherfucker ever. It's a weird, it's a weird fear to have. You're not going back anytime soon. Because I just think about. I mean, I, I mean, I made I made plenty of mistakes with what I was given <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. I, I mean, I guess I would have figured it out. But uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's just a lot more at your disposal nowadays. Yeah, a lot yep. more. Yeah. Well, well, you know, they were probably saying that about us when we were like talking on AIM and shit. Like these fucking weirdos. Talking to each other on the computer. Oh, I'd be up late, like two <laughs> in the morning, talking to the people from school. I was in middle school. Just yeah, talking, talking to my friends. Yeah, I'd also be playing like a game or something. But then you hear the little thing, and it's like the girl you got a crush on. Like, oh, fuck, fucking mad, and mm-hmm. I'm going over here talking to her. You know, right? Pause that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll come back. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. All right, so know. they'll figure it out. The kids will figure it out. It's bottom line. I mean, they they, they got a lot it. of fucking mistakes along the line. You, you, yeah. you just play with you just play the cards you're dealt. You know. Yep. We got they got pandemic internet. You know what I mean? We had uh, I don't know what we had. Nine eleven and Mike Dunleavy Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Man, geez, you know how to play shit, man. Ah, man. Yep. Okay, so don't watch Euphoria. That's that seems like just watch the Lakers show, not Euphoria. You go euphoria, you go euphoria first in the Lakers show, like kind of like. Uh, oh, I'm not watching Euphoria. I'm out. <laughs> you know? I was out already. I had no interest in watching it. But is it a show like just to kind of shock, or is it, like any kind of any kind of value to it, or is it just to kind of shock you? Uh, I've only seen a couple at. Yeah, I think it's I think it's got some of the shock value to it. I don't know, like I can't relate to high school kids nowadays. I have no idea how realistic it is. I mean, obviously they're gonna 
Can't be real. Throw shit at you that's like I think good for storylines. Remember the high school shows we watched when we were kids? How realistic were they? Saved by the Bell. How realistic was that? Not very realistic. Nobody, nobody, but this, nobody this one is made to be realistic because which the way they handle it, the social media aspect. All right, so this might be commenting on it. I don't think the, I don't think it's like a true to life type thing. What was the most realistic high school show that there was when we were kids? Like, like two and all was in like. And I mean, now two and I wouldn't know. It was in fucking Beverly Hills. Maybe it o- was realistic. The OC wasn't like Saved by the Bell and, uh, wasn't. I never Save saw the, the OC. Saved by the Bell. I mean, nobody would be friends with Screech. No. We're being honest. Especially not the popular kids. Right, the two most popular kids and the three most popular <laughs> girls. <laughs> well, sim- Euphoria is similar to Saved by the Bell. It has kids in their mid-20s playing the high school kids. So it's that hasn't changed in high school shows. I mean, there's that, whatever, there's actors. I don't know. Maybe yeah, no, I'm saying is, that's the way it should yeah. be. You don't, like, yeah. you can't be having sex scenes with, like, 15-year-olds. No. They got to be in their 20s. Yes. Um, I don't know. I was never. Is there, is there really a good like like the the high school shows we grew up with were like cheesy and yeah, Boy fun. Meets World. Yeah, exactly. But that's like kind of outdated now. Now it's everything reality. They want they want real. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, there's no room for sentimentality. No. People want fucked up happy. real life shit. Yeah, no happy endings. No, unless, you're, unless you're at partners. No, there's no <laughs> there's no, there's no happy endings in this show that, that that I see coming. Everyone's a fucking drug addict. Yeah, so, that's the I do they handle the that's the only thing I'm kind of curious about is how they handle the drugs. Because like there are serious drug problems in the country. I wonder if they treat it as such and it, you know. Or if it's just kind of an elbow. No, no, no. They treat it serious. Are they getting like, I don't know, kids doing, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know what my question is, but I'm sure they treat it seriously, but I don't know. Pain yeah, killers, it's not like fentanyl. funny. Fentanyl, no, 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 no. yeah. Heroin. Like it's real. like they make it really grimy or they make it kind of glamorous. That's, I guess that's what I'm looking at. Because it should be grimy. 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 Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, they're not. They're they're not glam. It may be a little bit of drinking, but like they're not no, glamorizing I, well, the I drugs. Mean, that's not. I don't want to demonize drinking either, but uh, you know, it's not. It's not get crazy here. No, no, it's not. It's not quite recreant for a dream, but it's definitely got like a grunge aspect. Like it's, it doesn't make you. It should. It's, it shouldn't make you want to do drugs if you're a kid watching that. It all right. So you think it would scare you a little bit then? It's scaring me as a fucking thirty-five-year-old. No, I'm saying on the drug, like the drug, like on the like you've probably done a couple of those drugs. So I'm saying like, like, <laughs> like watching Rec Room for a Dream. Like I knew oh. I would, I knew I would never put a needle on my arm. And not, I, not that I would ever consider it before then, but like watching that, I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like, steals a deal. No, like I was never, I was never into pills at all. But after I watched that movie, I was like, no pills ever. Who takes the pills? And re- and re- the, the mother takes the pills? The mother. Is she like yeah. diet pills or some shit? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
That's the weirdest part of that movie is uh, what's his name is the game show host. Shooter McGavin is the game show host. Yeah, Chris McDonald. Yeah, or not? Oh, infomercial host. Not even game show, right? Yeah, right. And it turns into a game show at one point, I think. Right, 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 right. And she's on it, right, in her, like, imagination. Yeah, that's that's probably the worst part of the movie. All the parts of the movie are bad. Like, was it Jared Leto and the one of the Wayans? Yeah, the Wayans. Yep. Jennifer, Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee, is that who it is? Jennifer Connolly. Jennifer Connolly? Well, that's close. Um, yeah, those, all, those, all those parts are bad. Uh but I think the mother's is like the worst. The it's worst. The oh, worst yeah. One. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because just brain is scrambled. Yeah. Just loses it. And also maybe the best actor of the, of the group. Oh, the Ellen Byrne. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Ellen Burnquist. Bernstein? Uh, I don't know. Bur- Burstein? Bernstein Bears. Uh, I do this woman justice. She's excellent. She's in a few things. Ellen Burstyn. That's what I say. Burnquist. B-U-R-S-T-Y-N. Okay. Yeah, she's excellent. All right, quick uh, recording for Ellen Burstyn as we fucked up her name. <laughs> yeah, she is known for Wrecking for Dreams, the number one she is known for. Alice doesn't, Alice doesn't live here anymore. You know that one? That's Scorsese. Like That's a, yeah, Scorsese. Movie. I never saw it, but... Me neither. The Exorcist? The Last Picture hmm. Show. Um, still working today. Excellent. Let's see. Quick, quick, quick run of her uh, IMDb, and I'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, let's see. Been married three times. Made the rounds. Anybody famous? Neil Nephew is he famous? Sounds like a she was in House name. of Cards. Oh, was she in House of Cards? Oh, she was in Ben Casey, which I only know from Goodfellas. Take him to Ben Casey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We're back in 65. Nothing rings a bell. 71 is the last picture show, and that is um, – I never saw one either. You ever see the last picture show? No, I don't believe so. I think it's a Peter Bogdanovich movie. Jeff Bridges, Sybil Shepard, uh, Cloris Leachman, um, Randy Quaid. Uh, 1951, a group of high schoolers come of age in a bleak, isolated North Texas town that is slowly dying, both culturally and economically. Hmm. Right, so kind of right up a rally. Yeah. Let's see if it's streaming anywhere before I move on. Where is something to watch as uh, baseball doesn't start? Um, Hulu, maybe? Amazon? I don't know what's going on here. No, it's not telling me anything. Uh, Showtime anytime. So you get Showtime, I guess we can watch it. All right. Okay, moving on. Let's do it. Uh, last picture show, we'll see you after the tournament or maybe on a Tuesday or something after the tournament. <laughs> Alice doesn't live anymore. We talked about 
man, just constant, just movie after movie after movie. Nothing I know, though. She's a worker. Absolutely. Oh, when a man loves a woman. Oh, it's a. Uh, who's in that? Is that uh, another addiction? Andy movie. Garcia. Yep, Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan. She's the alcoholic. Yeah. Tough one. Tough one to watch. Oh, I, I never forgot. saw that one. They, I had to watch this one in school. To teach you about alcohol addiction? Yep. That's all she was addicted to was alcohol? I believe so, yeah. It's yeah, a tough get, one, you know? If I could just get in an alcoholic's ear and be like, man, if you could just figure it out, like it's so, it's such a great vice to have if you could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see you go down like this. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, so we're in the 90s. I just don't know any of these movies. This is crazy. I just found this is going back to like my our drug social media talk. I just found out like four kids that were in my high school class overdosed in the last year. Oh, Jesus. Four. You yeah, saved curse. I think it was four, yeah. Three or four. One of them fairly recently. Like OD'd and that was it? Or OD'd and like recovered? No, no. Passed. Jesus Christ. Departed. Mm. Yeah, it's um, fucked up to think fent- about. Fentanyl? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I didn't, like, I'm not really... A couple of them were a year ago or maybe more. I'm not on Facebook or any of these things. Yeah. I'm not in that world. So like I, I find out things after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm assuming heroin, probably heroin. But if I was a betting man. Yeah. Christ. Did a favorite fentanyl. Fentanyl. Sure. I'm sure is in there too. Uh, yeah. I don't know any of these movies or TV shows that she was in. She was in. She was Barbara Bush in W, which I know you're a fan of that uh, movie, or you've seen it. I know that. I've seen it. I saw I don't know it. If you're once. a fan of it, and um, uh, yeah, that's right. she was in. Oh, where did it go? I lost it. In 2008, she was in an episode of SVU. But what's interesting is her name is Bernie Stabler. So I don't know if she was Stabler's mom, but awesome if that's true. Um, we'll define that one. Of your SVU fan. Uh, is that Ice T? Yeah, I've seen a few SVUs. Stabler is forced to confront his mother and the ghosts of his childhood when he learns that his daughter is in trouble with the law and in desperate need of psych- psychiatric attention. And Bernstein's the mother. Huh. Uh, yeah, and you know Stabler's Maloney. Who? Uh, Detective Stabler. It's Chris Maloney. Oh, Maloney, yeah. yeah. Saw him at the Yale game. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, unbelievably, you click on Maloney, Oz is not one of the top four things that's mentioned. Oh, it's criminal. Yeah, really criminal. It's a Superman movie, Law and Order. Harold Kumar. Harold Kumar's three, and Wet Hot American Summer. Also, great <laughs> job by, great job by you. Pulling out Alden Kumar. Oh yeah. Um yeah. 
also the nothing. I don't know if you've seen these commercials with Ice T, but him doing like Cheerios commercials. That makes me feel a little bit old. It does. And I don't. Oh, nothing I don't nothing know makes nothing makes it. me nothing really makes me feel old. But he's doing Cheerios commercials because it's heart healthy. I'm like, oh, all right. If he's doing if he's doing heart commercials, lower your cholesterol, shit. Like, just things are going a little too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's near. At least you could you could sleep well knowing he's only doing it for the money. No, I know that. But I mean, right, I'm a blank check. You got to be a certain age to do Cheerios commercial, though. You do. I mean, he's in his 60s, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're either. Wife's, you're, wife's probably like 37. My man. <laughs> yeah, you're either. You know his wife, right? I've, yeah, I can picture her. I can't think of her name, though. Coco. Coco. I do know her name. Coco. I don't know what her. Coco T. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Coco right. Austin. Coco Austin T. Right. He's 40, 42. Wow. He is 64. Yep. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to be, you know, ARP age or like a child. Yes. To be in the Cheerios commercial. And there's a fly in here. And I think it's just attacking its shadow. I think it doesn't know that its shadow is not another fly. Oh, and then he goes to certain parts of the ceiling and it looks like there's two. Oh, man. He's just bashing it. And... Oh, creature. Yeah. Not smart. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> he doesn't realize that his real enemy is down here and I'm going to bash his brains in very shortly. All right. With that... <laughs> That optimistic outlook on this uh, fly's life. Uh, thank you, as always, for spending the time with us here on Sunday Poor. We'll be back here on Wednesday. And if you're around Wednesday, you got to do it Wednesday. I'll be in uh, the garden on Thursday night. Um, so uh, it's up to you. We could, yeah, we could do Wednesday. We could leave it hanging until Sunday. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. All right, we'll call it on the fly. We'll see if we got something on Wednesday, and we'll call it and see what we got. If not, right. yeah. So stay tuned. Um, and either you'll hear us uh, on on uh, Thursday morning or you hear us on Monday, Sunday night, Monday with our uh, Selection Sunday show. So, uh, again, thanks for spending time with us. We'll be back here when we're back. And- yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we will talk to you uh, shortly. I just realized that Brittany Griner is basically living out maybe my number one fare. Is that right? Yeah, I always, I never wanted to leave the country because I felt like I wouldn't be able to get back in. Yeah, no, but this is like, this is like if it was the Alanis Morissette song, you finally got on that plane and this is what happened. Yeah. She's been over there for a few years, I would assume now. Um, oh no, it's just, totally different. From no, her. just it still, like still, first time. still a fucking nightmare though. Yeah, one way or the other. Oh man, that's it's definitely like top five fair. Right, top see, three. Would you see the humor? Would you, would you that first night they shut the, sh- the shut the cell? They go through all the paperwork. Like mm-hmm. you're exhausted, probably up for twenty two hours. 
just finally like, all right, well, now you gotta wait till tomorrow. Well, you know, when America will get on board. Then at some point you sit in your cell and you're just like, fucking knew it. <laughs> Chuckle to yourself. I'd probably say that? I knew it, but I'd be like fucking sobbing, crying like a bitch. Tying the news, yeah. I fucking knew it. Fucking knew oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that. Uh, feel like Philip Seymour Hoffman in uh, Boogie Nights. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I was picturing, I was actually picturing you more like uh, the guy who was in jail at the end of Boogie Nights. Crying as he got uh, ass whooped. I can't remember the judge or something. I can't oh, the uh, Colonel. Colonel. Yeah, I knew it was some kind of nickname. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Scotty. Scotty J. Yeah, somehow that movie didn't turn me off of certain drugs. Because well, uh, you saw it when you were younger and brain still developing. Yeah, true. True. You ever uh, ask yourself, like, why didn't I ever get hooked on heroin? Whenever you see people your age, why didn't I? Why didn't I have the willpower to say no? I mean, heroin, you know, it's just a different, it's a step, it's a different step in that world. If you're doing anything, you know, like yeah. when you first smoke pot, you're like, all right, this is, and you've seen like the day you've been through dare or whatever. And the teacher's parents, you've heard it all. Like, all right, I'm just going to smoke a little pot. And then it's like, yeah. oh, it's really not that bad. And like kind of realize, all right, it's not as bad as everybody said as it is. Like, all right, I'm just not going to smoke pot every day. And like, I'm not going to smoke pot here and there. And slowly your morals give way. You do half the things. And you're like, all right, well, it's not as bad. You know, whatever. I'll, you know, this class isn't that important. I'll get, let's be a little high for it. It's fine. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but we have, you know, you have, well, the next thing is this. The next thing is this. The next thing is this. Um, and you know, at some point it's cut off. Like crack. I'm not doing fucking crack. You see a crackhead. I'm not doing crack. Heroin, like, you know, you put the wrong needle in your arm, you're going to OD like this, and that's it. Like, you just got to fucking, you just have, like. Pulp Fiction, too, when she snorted it. Mm, that didn't yeah, look yeah. good. No. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why. I, I just, in my mind, I knew I would never do it. I knew I, needles yeah. weren't my thing anyway. Like I, just, I knew I wouldn't do it. Yeah. But I, when I saw it's Rec Room, interesting. I, when I saw Rec Room, I really knew I was never going to do it, though. Oh, no, Rec Room. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting to see, though. Like, some people, they just, they go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, I'm not anti-drug by any stretch, but that's a mess. Is it, no, is it just, you think, oh, some of it, I mean, there's definitely a lot of different things that go into it, like social class and, like, friends trauma like stuff you're trying to really bury yeah but like to just be like ah you know you start with booze and a little pot and like ah this isn't isn't cutting anymore i need heroin it's like that's just you just don't come back from that no (laughs) i don't know if i know anybody who ever did it i don't know if i ever knew even like of somebody doing it to be honest with you I mean, no, uh, that's not, that's not. Uh, totally so people true. in your high school class are doing a lot better. That's not, no, no it's not totally true. <laughs> I know people who have OD, but I don't know what they were doing, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, you're not going to like ask around like you're a fucking yeah. Yeah, cop. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, I I do consider myself lucky because I know like a little bit addictive personality, a little bit. We all got that, yeah. And uh, again, I feel like I'm not like an alcoholic. I'm not like hamstrung by any kind of need for substance. Um. Yeah, but I feel I feel like it could have happened at any point in my life <laughs> if I didn't play my cards a little, you know. If I played my cards differently, I might have ended up a little differently, you know. Right. But I just made the right call at the right time a few times. Maybe I was going a little too far down the deep end in a couple of things, and I was like, all right, no, I got to pull it back or whatever. But, yeah, definitely count myself lucky. Yeah. I know yeah, I agree. There. But, again, if you're not going to put a needle in your arm, you're pretty safe. I just I don't think I have the stomach to actually do it. Right. I'm not – yeah, I'm thinking more like pills. I think those are the big ones. Yeah, now it's so, actually, yeah. It's so easy to just yeah. raid someone's pharmacy. I've taken painkillers, like legit painkillers before, and I see the like – You I see, see the appeal. I see <laughs> the appeal, yeah. I really – like it's – but I also know, like the more you, like the more you do it, and I guess I didn't know this when I was taking them. But like the more you do pills, like the more you do like oxycotton or whatever, like your tolerance just goes up and up and up. So you know you're gonna need, and like yeah. a couple months, you need six pills to get what like one pill would get you, or twelve pills, right. or whatever. And that's really, you know, that that shit beats the fuck out. And of it you. becomes a job, right? But then it's also it's prescription, and like you can't always get a prescription. So what's the next best thing? Right. Whatever you get at the corner, that kind of. That's the fentanyl. That's the heroin. That's how you get into that. So thanks to the scumbag Sackler family down there in Stanford, Connecticut, that uh, had no problem pushing these pills on people, getting them hooked. And then like, all right, we're done providing you with these, you know, relatively safe when monitored pills and going to the street with or nothing is safe. So fuck yep. scumbags. Um, absolute trash people. We're just billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> absolute billionaires fucking names on wings of hospitals and and uh art galleries and shit All right pieces of shit and that's the world we live in yeah yeah but i mean when you i don't want to like wax poetic about it but like definitely helped with the pain i was having when i needed them and uh it just really it just fucking mellows you out, man. Like, I know. but it's but it's one, and it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not going back and doing it again. Um, but uh, you know, I could see, I could understand how people would think it was a great feeling, and they want to duplicate it again. Yeah, but uh, just smoke a little pot, man. I could see why someone want to sell their Xbox. Hmm. You know, somebody did that. No, well, no, euphoria. So. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that part of euphoria right. yet. Nobody sold an Xbox yet. Um, no news. I got nothing on uh, baseball. Nah, yeah, it's talks of they say stalled. Tuesday for one sixty-two now, which was a week ago. Monday it was supposed to be one sixty-two. Um, but they say tomorrow, 162. Deadline. Tomorrow's the deadline? Apparently. Now. 
yeah, I doubt we're going to pull out a deal tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have not done any kind of reading on it in the past couple of days. Best thing they have going for them is March Madness right now. Yeah, it's the best time, thing they have going for them. Time to get distracted. <laughs> That's it. Uh, that is it. Yeah, more stuff. You got uh, a pick for it for uh, tomorrow or uh, Wednesday before. Uh, um, a new team. I I don't really have one. I'm I'm liking this Northern Kentucky team. No, nah, playing right now. Maybe not a pick, but um. Like, like maybe maybe there's a game in the next day or two to keep an eye out for. Let's see. The MAC tournament starts tomorrow. Bryant Wagner. Um. I uh, there's so many games to choose from. That's the problem. I don't know. I thought maybe you had uh one year. Northern Kentucky, after they t- – hold on. Bet Northern Kentucky. That's my team. That's my squad. Horizon League. They will be playing – I'll tell you in a second. Wright State, who pulled the upset tonight. All right. I don't know. I don't know when the championship game is. I think it's tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Northern Kentucky. And always watch out for one seeds this week. You never know their motivation. Sometimes you can make some money betting against the one seeds. Yeah, when you're already locked in, you don't have anything to play for. But also, it's also just a dangerous path to go on, assuming. You know what I mean? Right, because they should probably win by a lot. But yeah, start playing the mental game. Oh, you beat yourself so much, so many times. It's a championship week's a bad week to get. It's a great week to gamble, but it's a bad week because you yeah. don't. It's you never know teams' motivations. I've gotten of, crushed betting championship week. It's tough. A lot of trouble. Oh, a lot of trouble to be had. All right. Yeah. All right. Ed. Good. Good show, man. All right. I'll talk to you later on. We'll decide when we're going to do it next one. All right. Peace.